The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey there, friends, and welcome to another program here on Afternoons with Mike, her daily on The Shepherd. Well, it's been going on since the 8th of February. The Asbury Revival, as it is being called, uh, will officially end, according to school administration, with their last public gathering happening at 2 o'clock this afternoon. So that's going to be interesting to see how this uh, weighs out. Beginning uh, tonight and then lasting through this coming Thursday night, they'll have public services open only to those 25 and under. So that is going to be a change. On the line with me today is my brother-in-law, Daryl Byram, is a pastor of Grace Assembly, and that is in Shelbyville, Kentucky, not all that far, about an hour away, I guess, uh, from Asbury. Is, if that, is that right, Daryl, about an hour? Yes, it's an hour. Well, an hour away, and Daryl has been there. Last night, Daryl's wife and daughter went, and uh, they have firsthand experience of seeing what's going on in Asbury. So, first of all, Daryl, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. It's kind of scary on your part. You're taking the leap of faith by having me on. <laughs> well, that's true. I could go into lots and lots of stories. Uh, Please about, don't. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think our I don't think our <laughs> listeners would be blessed by that somehow. But my goodness, uh, I love this guy and. Uh, Daryl's church also endured about a year ago a terrible thing that every pastor, I think, it'd be like their worst nightmare. The building caught on fire, literally, and their church burned down. So we'll be talking about that a little bit later on as well. But let's go back now to the subject at hand, Daryl, uh, and that is this thing about Asbury. First of all, tell me how you first heard about it. Probably pretty much as everyone else, uh, social media, I started hearing reports and watching and reading reports. And of course, that piques your your curiosity when it comes, uh, well, spiritually, you know, you're hearing what's taking place and you ask yourself, okay, is this genuine? Is this real? And um, close friends of mine, they, they had seen it and some had attended it and they uh, spoke of how wonderful it was and so um last thursday i uh i ended up going now what was that like for you uh kind of walk us through arriving in wilmore where the asbury theological seminaries there asbury universities there and uh i i know that that had to be quite a shock to the wilmore area to have this many people suddenly flooding into their city Yes, Mike. Do you, do you remember the Ichthus, uh concerts that they used to have in the seventies, yes. eighties? That Ichthus was near that area. If I'm correct, it might have been in Wilmore. I I can't remember uh, actually, but it was in that area. And um, of course, I went to a couple of those, but um, I'd never been to Wilmore, to my knowledge, until the other day. And it was a rainy day. And so I had actually uh, stopped and purchased an umbrella. And <laughs> oh, you did not have an umbrella. And there, if you're going to be standing hours in the rain, it's a good idea, yeah, right? That's right. And so, so, um, and you know, it was really neat. I, I, um, I purchased my umbrella. I was supposed to meet some uh, other ministers there, and I called them and said, "Look, just get in." I said, it, "I said I don't want you to stand in the rain uh, uh, with me and all waiting for me." And so um, they went on, and 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 of course I get there, and uh, the Lord answered a prayer. I, I said, "God, I have no idea where to park. I don't want to be towed or anything." And and I don't remember. I don't think anybody was towed, or, or to my knowledge, but but um, I, I there was a church next to the campus and I I pulled in and there was one parking space and I said thank you Jesus <laughs> and it was because I had no clue and and so um walked over and um we had a I, I had about a 45 minute 30 to 45 minute wait and it was it was raining but I had the umbrella dressed appropriately totally dry it was uh and uh 
but uh, there were, I guess there were probably, um, you know, at that time, the, the sanctuary, Hughes Auditorium was full. Um, I don't know about, and now I do know the other, other halls were available uh, if people wanted to go, in which some made that option, and they and, were uh, they were like uh, putting that uh, live stream in those other hallways, so people could go in yes. the overflow and and, s- and still see what's going on. Right. In fact, my wife and daughter they were in the 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 other auditoriums last night, and and it was as if you were you were in Hughes Auditorium. I mean, I I, uh, I was impressed at how. Um, everything you know was was um, uh, set up for them to to watch it, but um, anyway, so it was interesting. It's it was beautiful. Uh, you know, we uh, met people, um, met individuals from Texas, from Tennessee, from Michigan, from uh, South Carolina, and uh, you know, the beautiful part is no one asked. Uh, the whole time that I was there, well, what denomination are you? Uh, what church do you go to? Or uh, they didn't even ask if I was a minister, you know, you know, you know, anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. they were the the focus was what was happening. It really, the focus was Jesus, and and um, they were just excited to experience. Um, and you know, for you know, where you it is a revival, but you know, I uh, of course I took in there. Uh, with myself, if I could say, I took in, uh, you know, carrying, you know, what's what's happening in my life now. And so, you know, uh, all, you know, decisions and things that, that, you know, I'm dealing with ministry and personally and, and, and it was, it was uh, beautiful. It was a refreshing, really, you know, I took it, I look at it as in my life, it was a refreshing for others. It's a reviving, you know, uh, various uh, various uh, areas that people are dealing with, the Lord dealt, the Lord ministered. But so we walked in, and and um, you, you know, people they tell you where you're going to sit, <laughs> and so uh, you would see people, and it was beautiful uh, in this, and it sounds silly, but people were coming and going, and so people would be leaving the the auditorium, and and so when those individuals left, the end of, they had ushers who were saying, okay, I've got four seats here, I've got two seats here and, and three seats, you know. And so um, when, we, when I got up, the reason why I'm saying we, I, I befriended a man that was from North Carolina. And so he and I, uh, you know, sat together. And um, so they called for two people. And so he and I went up and they said, you're going to the balcony. And um, so we went up and we, we were at the top left. Actually, I couldn't see the platform, but, you know, it was just the beautiful presence of the Lord. You know, just the, the presence of the Holy Spirit ministering and, and touching lives. You're, you're worshiping the Lord and, 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 just, and just soaking in. And, and in fact, I would call it a, a soaking worship. And some of you may know what I'm talking about, but we were, it was just a soaking worship. There was no agenda. It was just, let's lift up Jesus. Right. You know, I know that term was uh, widely used in some of the other real dramatic moves of God back in the nineties. That's the first time I'd ever heard that term where people are just gathering and what Bill Eliff, and I'm going to be having for our listeners here, I'm going to be having uh, a replay in segment three today of some of my interview with Bill Eliff, a pastor from North Little Rock, who basically was talking about the thickness of the air. He said it's almost like you could feel the presence of God tangibly in the air. He said it, it's just like it, it was pervasive. It's everywhere. And it, it's so overwhelming, that thickness. And so one could soak in that, if you will, by just sitting there and worshiping, like you said, in that moment. Uh, So many people would describe that as just a sweet experience, a a wonderful experience, uh, and kind of an encouraging time in the Lord, sitting there, worshiping God nonstop with no show. There's no performance aspect, no uh, fancy Uh, musicianship uh, on display or anything like that. And as I heard, 
not even being uh, having the lyrics displayed, right? I mean, there's not even a, a, a projection going on of lyrics. That, that's right. It, it was funny because as soon as the song, as soon as they change songs, I'm, I'm on my phone Googling, uh, uh, trying to find the lyrics to the next song. Oh, right. <laughs> And hoping I find, hoping I, I get the title of the song right. But you know, even that, it was it was okay. You know, it was it was beautiful. You know, even you know, you're worshiping. You're right. there just ba- you're there just basking in the presence of God. And 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 there were times um, uh, times people were just sitting. Uh, you know, just you know, not singing, but just sit sitting. I had a man to come to sit by. He sat by me. And, um, you know, and he was just, he was just sitting in the presence and he, he, um, he, you could tell he had, he, there were some cares he had in his life and, and, um, he just, he just worshiped the Lord, but he sat and, and, um, uh, and he, he was there maybe an hour or so. And, um, and people may think in the natural an hour, wow, that's a long time, but, I, you know, I was there five hours and it seemed like, you know, it just seemed like 30 minutes. It wasn't, wow. it, it was, it was just, uh, you're not there. You're, there's no agenda. You're just there to worship. And, and, um, I appreciate it. You know, the wisdom that was used, um, in doing this, it was just an acoustic set, which you and I, uh, know what we're talking about in the sense is just a, a piano. Uh, acoustic guitar, um, a ca- uh, a cajon, and um, every once in a while a guy would be playing a tambourine. And uh, but it was just a, a a relaxed worship. There was, like you said, there was n- no drums, no electric guitar, no fancy musicianship. It was just, um, uh, hey, let's focus on let's focus on worship. Let's lo- focus on Jesus and. And that was the beautiful part about it. Now, what I've heard, Daryl, is that there have been for just about everyone going an awareness, uh, a really outstanding awareness of the theme of repentance. And that seems to be one of the main themes that was happening in the very beginning of this on February 8th, when it all began, was that the students were lingering and praying and repenting. Uh, Did you see that yourself? Yes, uh, you know, um, the altar was open the whole time. You know, if, if people wanted to come down and pray, they had they had altar workers um, around the altar. And so if people came down to the altar, uh, they could they could stay as long as they wanted. And um, and people would be there to pray with them and um, and to minister to them. And, and now your worship like I said, it was ongoing. The and I, I'm gonna you don't see my air quotes, but the service air quotes, they that was at two o'clock and at seven thirty. And in that time, um they would they would share. There'd be a, a test maybe a couple of testimonies of what the Lord had done. Um, in, in the time that I had a guy, that there was a guy that, that shared, he's, he was, he was probably one of the students, I believe. And he shared of, of a young lady that was, uh, the Lord had, had forgiven her of her sins and set her free from a bondage that she had. And, and it was just a beautiful testimony. And then he also shared about praying for someone and, and God healing them miraculously right there. I mean, it was a visible uh, healing and he was sharing about and mm-hmm. and I don't I don't believe you know they would allow allow someone to just stand up there and give a testimony if it wasn't factual you know the, you know they're very careful as to what uh, what is going to be shared and um, and it was it was just beautiful and then uh, then there were a lady stood up and, and lost uh, you know the lost sheep the lost coin the lost son and of course the focus of salvation and um that was just 15 10 to 15 minutes and then if they are, then there was worship and this guy comes up and he shares um uh an illustrated sermon and and at that point he gave he gave the altar call now by this time you're looking it's close to nine o'clock and um 
he gives the altar call. And there were a few people that accepted Christ. And now that was just in, in, in huge. So there may have been people outside, um, uh, people in the other other auditoriums that may have made the, made the confession for Christ. And and I, I liked his altar call. It was a, a, he asked them to stand and and then he asked them to um, he says, ask God to forgive you of your sins. And then he, he 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 didn't just leave it there. He says, now I want you to just take a few minutes. He says, if you can, he says, I want you to just confess your sin to the Lord. Now, naturally, we're not going to know all of our sins in, in that event, but he wanted them to take ownership and releasing it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I, I agree. I thought, I thought it was beautiful because it, it wasn't in no way, shape or form condemning, no way, shape or form of coming down hard. He, he says, I want you to understand what, what you're doing. He says, you're, you're giving these to the Lord and, and he's taking away your sins. And, and um, it, so it was a beautiful in the service. It was beautiful. And it was, and he, again, his, his um, sharing, might have been 20 minutes. So the total of 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 the five hours that I was there, there may may have been 30 to 40 minutes of someone talking at different times, mm -hmm. and the rest of the rest was worship. And it was just a uh, that's why I was saying it was just a soaking worship. But it, it, the presence of the Lord provided and prepared the hearts uh, of the people to receive the message and. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a very simple message, you know, and um, I commend again, I commend the university. There was no uh, a program. There was no uh, uh, interruptions. And, you know, this cost a lot of money. They did not receive an offering. They did not, um, you know, pass the bucket, so to speak, for for um, for the cost of this. And and um, so, you know, I, I appreciate it and I'm grateful for that their uh, act of faith in this. I agree. You know, we're uh, coming up on a break here, Daryl. Uh, when I think about how these people have responded, think about it. It's only 12 days old now that this thing is going on, and they did not have the logistical planning, pre-planning that you would think you'd need to do or that you right. would have to have. Somehow they've rolled with the punches here as God has just moved on this campus. Right. And they're doing a great job of mitigating all of that, right? Oh, they are. And I, you know, again, I commend them and thank them. And, and one more thing, you know, um, uh, it, it's not what other, it's not like, a, 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 I don't know, I'm not wanting to put the right words. It's not hyped up. It's not, there was, there, there were some upbeat, there were some up-tempo songs and, you know, some fast songs, but it was not hyped up. It was, it was a, a beautiful worship and, and, you know, people come with their preconceived ideas as to what, what revival is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's totally different. And, you know, I am, uh, even now, um, I'm, I'm saying, what did I witness there? Mm -hmm. What did I what did I experience there? What, what was this? And and even I've had several friends on Facebook. They would say, you know, I'm still wrapping my my brain around what is happening, right? Because there, there was a beautiful spiritual experience. It it and uh, it was not what they or I thought would be, but it was beautiful. You know, it was, it was a, a a powerful presence of the Holy Spirit impacting lives, refreshing some, reviving others, and and for the first time, individuals coming to Christ. Well, let's pick that back up in a moment. My guest is Daryl Byram. He's a pastor at Grace Assembly in Shelbyville, Kentucky, one of the many people who have visited Asbury during this great time of this move of God. We'll be back with Daryl in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, 
Yes and yes. Visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. On the line with me today is my brother-in-law, Daryl Byram. Cindy's brother, he is a pastor at Grace Assembly in Shelbyville, Kentucky. If you were with us in segment one, Daryl recently attended this big movement of uh, so many people are dropping into Asbury. It is Asbury University. There's a seminary there. On Wednesday, the 8th of February, almost two weeks ago, this move of God began and it has captured the attention. Daryl, I don't know if you've seen any of the news accounts about it, but it's even been on CNN and it was by and large a very positive article, which that in and of itself surprised me a little bit. Uh, it uh, was very respectful and very positive. And, you know, there's really a, a wonderful aspect about what God is doing in this time. I don't think I've ever seen our country more divided. Uh, there are comments that people make on things are that can be rather nasty. But there seems to be right now a move of God that is inexplicable. And even non-Christians are finding ways to say, hey, look at this. This is interesting what's going on there. And what is going on there is having a draw that people from all over, not just the United States, but around the world, they're flying in to be a part of this. And uh, Asbury is having to mitigate some of it, and they're making some changes. The university is now posted on the website. Actually, last night they posted this that it would uh, be ending to the public with today's uh, meeting, which is going on even at this moment, began at 2 o'clock this afternoon. And uh, then it will only continue through Thursday for young people 25 and under. Yes. uh, Well, what they're doing in the evening, they're focusing on the age group of 16 to 25. They're wanting to focus that. That's, but that's what I hear. You know, I had to wait only about 30, 45 minutes. My wife was there. My wife and daughter were there last night. They had to wait an hour and a half. And um, uh, now they didn't have, they had nice weather. And, uh, <laughs> no rain. <laughs> so there were those I've known that they waited much longer. And um, they waited an hour and a half. They they got into the uh, one of the other auditoriums, which they loved it. They were they were blessed by that. But you know, one other thing you mentioned about the reviving. One thing I've heard is uh, uh, the peace that people have have experienced. That mm-hmm. there was just a, a, a huge. Um, uh, influence of peace. Uh, I, I can't know if I can, if I'm wording it right. And you know how in the past there were various revivals, of course, all bring repentance, but then some had revivals where there was a lot of the, uh, a lot of healings that took place and, and other areas and other, other th- supernatural where God moved in miraculous ways. And of course, all with in the impact of salvation but this one it's it seems like a lot of people are saying they just experienced a wonderful peace there and i say that because you know look at the chaos that our youth are experiencing this day and um and they experience it on social media and they experience it in a far greater chaos than generations before just because of um the influence that this that is there and and so this peace you know it's not just for for us as individuals who are out of their 20s and 30s but but uh for the generation to come uh, you know that's what they're needing and they're experiencing uh, a beautiful peace and it's in the presence of the lord I, i i thought it interesting i saw a little blurb the other day you know, on the Grammys, there was this one guy, I didn't see it, but I, uh, this one guy talking, he uh, portrayed Satan or whatever, and, and, and they were going to worship. And I, uh, and, and, you know, all of that was just um, uh, manufactured, if I would. But here, you know, God shows up at Asbury, and you have a genuine worship, a genuine move of the Holy Spirit that's real. And right. that is, as one said, tangible. And it's, so it's just beautiful, the peace that was experienced there. I've, I wanted to emphasize that as well. I agree. And, you know, that peace, it's, it is so good. You look at what happens around the world, 
what's happened on the Grammys and even some of the what I think are the obscene gestures that anyone who watched the Super Bowl halftime, they were subjected to in this world. It is so sad to see what so many are calling entertainment. Here we have God moving in a real beautiful way, bringing peace to the hearts. It feels right when you're there. It is good and pleasant, as Paul said. And we are to think upon those things and cry out for a move of God. That's really what we need to be doing. And all believers around the country, I know are doing that right now, Daryl. They're praying yes. for revival. Yes. They're there's a, already evidence that it's breaking out on other campuses. I've heard about it at Samford University. Uh, I've heard about it at Lee College or Lee University, that there yes. are uh, outbreaks going on there. This thing may well. Uh, we don't know how it's going to go. We don't know how long it's going to last. But the good thing is it is from God, and it is right, and it is good, and it is pleasant. Daryl, I've got enough time left. I want to ask you about something apart from Asbury for a moment. It's almost been a year ago now that I was up at the NRB conference in Nashville, I believe it was. And while I'm there, I get a text from my wife saying, Mike, Daryl's church building is on fire. And I could not believe it. I could not believe my eyes. I called you uh, about an hour later and you were there. I think it's every pastor's nightmare to think about a church building somehow spontaneously igniting like what happened at Grace, and you were helpless to do anything other than just sit back and watch your church building go up in flames. What was that like for you? Uh, it's it was surreal. I I um, just sit back. I was just totally numb. Uh, you know, um, I get I get a phone call from the fire department and. And they asked me if I was the pastor at Grace. And I said, yes. And they said, your church is on fire. And so uh, my son, Trey, and I, we, I'm thinking it's just something little. I'm thinking, okay, this is uh, going to be, we must have left something on. Uh, We have a little fountain that was in the front, in the foyer. And I thought, and it was one of those, it's plugged in. And I thought, oh my, that must have shorted out. And and when we when we uh, got, I mean, you, probably about a half a mile away, or probably further than that, flames were just were just soaring above the above the building. I mean, uh, I'm thinking the building was probably 40 feet, maybe maybe taller than that. I'm not sure. And the flames were probably 30 feet above that. It was just a horrid sight. And and so, um, so the entire building is engulfed in flames. By that time, yes. Yeah. By that time, it was just totally engulfed. It was a, it was a three alarm fire. There were 40, 40 firefighters on the scene, uh, seven fire trucks. Um, you know, it was just uh, you know, just nothing you want to begin to experience. And right, um, I can, I can bet just, that's for sure. Yeah. And it was just—I mean—you're just standing there, and you know, on our—you uh, know—I had—I had friends, I had colleagues here in town to call me, and you know, one one gentleman said, a pastor here in town, he he says, Daryl, I'm coming up. I said, don't. I said, please don't. I said, there's so many, so many fire trucks and ambulances and everything here, and um, and so I said, please don't. And he was very gracious. He didn't, and then uh, then. Uh, our district superintendent, um, Joe Kirtler, he he uh, uh, came up and he didn't listen to me. I told him not to come. <laughs> he, he, he came, came anyway. And, and so and um, and and you know, I had others that did did drop in and and um, you know, you, you just don't you don't know what to say. You right. Know, you're, sure. You're just standing there and um, and um, you know the I I I'm grateful for our for our fire department and, and actually several departments that were there that night. Also the, the EMTs, the sheriff's deputies, the, uh, all of the individuals that stepped up and that evening. And it, it, it was, a it was, um, inexplicable. You just can't explain it. Well, when and, a, uh, this happens to a church, it certainly has happened before, but when it does, it really causes everyone in the church, not just the pastor and staff, you have to pivot and you have to think about what what are we going to do? 
Uh, we've lost yes. our building. We don't have any place to meet on Sunday. The church must go forward. What to do? There was a businessman that owned a theater in this community that uh, kind of stepped to the plate and offered a room, a theater, basically one of their multiplex theater buildings offered one of those. And you've been meeting there since while you're regrouping, right? Yes. And, you know, it was just, um, you know, it was just the Lord. I hadn't, uh, I, I had not, um, I may have said, a, said, I may have said a prayer. I don't know. I don't even know if I even prayed about where to meet. <laughs> and <laughs> we, God, God, God met the need before I even prayed. And, uh, and, you know, I received a call. This was a Monday night. The call came Tuesday morning, said, Hey, um, we want you to come and, uh, uh, use our theater. Uh, we won't charge you anything. You wow. can, uh, you can, uh, you have access to it. And, and, um, and that's where we've been meeting. They've been a huge blessing. And, uh, so that, you know, that's what, that's the first miracle and, um, you know, other events taking place that where the Lord and Lord ministered and, and such. And, you know, just prior to this, and this sounds morbid, I don't want to sound morbid, but uh, just prior to this, dad had passed away. Right. Just and, while, a um, couple of days before you lost your right, dad. Three days. And so, so we were actually making funeral plans uh, that day. At that, uh, so I wasn't in the building that day. Um, but, um, but something that my that mom had said, you know, it's very hard to go back to church when you lose a loved one. It's you know because you you picture your loved one there. You picture, especially if the funeral was at the church, you know that you're you're picturing that loved one. And and uh, you know, mom said, you know, this was going to have to be, you know, I was going to have to be at church you know, come back to church on that Sunday, you know, with your dad gone. And, um, and uh, it's, and she says this, and I, and I don't want to, mom did not pray for this fire to take place, <laughs> but, but it was, no, no. she says, you know what, in, in her heart, she could, she could worship, you know, and, and, uh, um, it, you know, th that's a silly thing to mention, but it was a big thing, you know, and, uh, and that's, again, I said, that sounds morbid, but it was um, just different little things that took place. And, you know, so we're, we're seeing God move. We're seeing uh, uh, the Lord minister in the services. We just yesterday, we had, you know, yesterday we had a, a beautiful service and the Holy Spirit ministered and, and um, we're, we're, we're seeing people touched by the Lord and, uh, but that we still got a long way to go. And, well, um, I know you're in the process of rebuilding and uh, right. the civil engineer phase is going on right now. If somebody wanted to give or donate to your church, how could they do that, Daryl? Well, um, the best way is to, um, I can give you our address. The church address is a, and be Grace Assembly of God, the P.O. Box 1183, Shelbyville, Kentucky. Four zero zero six six. There you go. And uh, this build, building fund, that'd be fine. And uh, but the 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 thing that I wanted to mention was, you know, God still has still ministered. We the greatest thing we need is is prayer. You know, you know, keep me in prayer, keep the the, the people in prayer. And while we're seeing good things, they're uh, taking place. You know, there's still that uh, uh, that working through this. Now, the the contractor, you know, they're working with the insurance company. As uh, I've been in contact with them, the, the um, architect, and they're I think they've got to almost have everything um, completed. Um, you know, and then, uh, then the construction ends and, and, um, and, but it's still, you know, a, a season. And of course we're praying, if you want to know how to pray, pray for refreshing in the, in our people and myself, pray that the, the, the materials will arrive early, uh, ahead of time. And, yeah. uh, that's the, the big thing. And, and that the contractors, it'll be a quality you know, job, the contractors, I'm not concerned about, you know, the subcontractors, that's what we're needing. And, you know, but the Lord will, 
will bring up quality subcontractors and and um and so these are things that that you know we're praying and we could appreciate the prayers that's that's a big thing well we've got just a little bit of time left and i want to read this update that came in actually last night although it was late last night an update from asbury university regarding the public worship schedule change and it says here the concluding public worship service on the campus of Asbury University, will be held today, that's Monday the 20th, starting at 2 o'clock, so that's going on right now. Probably you can still see this on Facebook Live, I would imagine, although I've heard that they're asking that it not be, but not sure about that. But anyway, now it says, beginning tomorrow, services will be available to the public uh, but held at another yet-to-be-determined location in the central Kentucky area. Asbury will host services each night that starts tonight for college-age and high school students only, that's 25 years and under, through this coming Thursday night at 7.30. So, that's the change, and no more public meetings are going to be going on at Asbury uh, after the one that is on right now. I have no idea what that's going to do to people who've booked flights into Asbury. But uh, from what we're saying, the reason for this, city managers, officials, uh, even university officials have stated that uh, the crowds have been more than they can handle. So they are making a change and that goes into effect immediately. So we'll keep an eye on that, and once we find out where, if it happens, a new venue is established for these meetings to continue, we'll let you know. It has been a real honor to have Daryl with me here today. Daryl Byram, he's the pastor at Grace Assembly in Shelbyville, Kentucky. And again, my brother-in-law, it's uh, great to talk with you today and have you on the program and know that we're praying for you and the fine folks there at Grace and asking God, I know building a building is never easy. It's even more difficult under the kind of uh, circumstances that you guys have been under. But God is great, and he yes, is he moving, and uh, we look forward to the days ahead. Thank you, brother, for being here. Oh, thank you, Mark. And friends, we'll be back in a moment with some other excerpts from my talk with Bill Eliff about Asbury. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Hey, we're back here for segment three of my program, Afternoons with Mike, heard daily here on the Shepherd Radio Network. Well, it was so much fun talking to my brother-in-law, Daryl Byram, in the first couple of segments. You know, it's been uh, just a week ago now that I had Bill Eliff. He is the senior pastor at a church called the Summit Church in North Little Rock, and he took the trip with his wife. They drove from Arkansas to Kentucky uh, to be a part. Uh, it was now over a week ago. They were, they spent Friday night through Monday morning there at that campus, obviously not knowing at that time what the end would be or how long all of this would be going on. But they were so radically affected. Uh, Bill's life, if you missed that, his life has been one spent in study of such revivals. He was touched himself during a move of God early in his ministry and has studied revivals and such moves throughout the, the past number of decades. You know, Asbury had a move of God in 1970. It's part of their history. In fact, you can go to YouTube and find a video about that very thing. But Bill had a lot to say about his experience and what even might be happening in the hearts and lives of these students and how that the teachers and professors were responding at that time. And again, now, uh, today is the last uh, public meeting 
So I'm really glad Bill got to go. I'm glad Daryl got to go. And we're going to see now from here what happens as uh, this move will hit this point. And will it go on elsewhere in Kentucky or will it continue to move in other campuses as it seems like it is? We'll find out soon. Here's a little bit of my interview from Bill Elif. In the room, the the leaders are over to the sides. Uh, just practically, there's there's various worship teams that are coming up, just rotating in, leading worship. It's all student-led. There's no fog machines or lights. It's just a piano and a guitar. They're not even putting words on the screen because they don't seem to be needed. They they uh, they're singing contemporary songs, but also hymns that are being interspersed. Uh, and then occasionally one of the pastors, the campus pastor here particularly, will come to the mic and say, "Okay, for the we just sense the need for corporate prayer, so we're just going to pray." And then he'll lead us in that. Or we we sense the need to open the microphones for testimonies. And here's the ABCs. Uh, all glory to God, be brief and be, be current. You know, they're just giving people need instruction in moments like this. Yes. And, and wise is the pastor that learns how to do that, you know? And I think some of the aberrations that you might see at other times is because you don't have wise men that are, uh, who understand the ways of God and who have the heart of God and who lead it well. You know, I love that picture from Psalm 23, which is very special to us at the Shepherd. Obviously, our name bears the heart of uh, that is drawn from that about the Good Shepherd. And we mm. know that He leads us besides the still waters. And then there are mm. there are times that we're we're before our enemies, but even then He's with us. So that that sense of leading is important mm. in both of those times. But uh, I tell you, this is so exciting to hear. And you, it's, you know what? You know what? If I can interrupt you. Yes. What, what's fascinating? I, I've lo- a, a, a godly mentor to me, Manly Beasley, once said, Bill, the mark of a godly man is that everything he does is God-initiated. And I was reading in John uh, during that time, and five or six times from John 5 to 16, Jesus, as a man, said, I do nothing of my own initiative. What I see my father doing, that's what I do. What I hear him saying, that's what I'm saying. So Jesus was praying without ceasing, of course. And so what he became was this channel for heaven and for heaven's leadership. Mm. So what I'm watching in the room is men who are not manipulating the movement, men who are just facilitating, and, and they're, they've got an ear to heaven and an ear to the room, and they're listening to the Lord, and they're praying. I see them over there on the side just praying constantly, and and they're sensing the movement of God and then letting so I've often said the Holy Spirit is a really good leader. Yes, he I is. Mean, he, he's just really good, <laughs> but we don't let him lead. You know, we've got uh, our little program. We figured it out. Uh, so wise leadership is God initiated, and is just and if if we if we humbly look to Him and listen to Him and be willing to change the wine skin or do whatever He prompts us, you know, in the middle of a service. Uh, then God has the freedom to, to lead, and it's always better than what we could have uh, come up with. Uh, you're describing what I know so many have been praying for, desiring. I know there are pastors, and, and you know, this. if I've learned one thing in the experiences that I've had, Bill, it's that this kind of move, you know, all we can do to, to help bring this over is to pray to God for his visit, the way that mm-hmm. he is visiting Asbury right now. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, this is not manipulated. This is not just set. You don't start a real revival by just declaring a state of, uh, 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 like of meetings that are going to be coming up and every, held every night. It doesn't happen that way. And, and then there's this thing that you've described as the stewardship. I want you to address that, if you will, for a moment. How can pastors, once this happens, and we pray it happens many places, not just mm-hmm. Asbury, but once it happens, how should pastors steward that? Well, uh, and I think it is about to happen. I, I think, you know, the... Uh, the uh, the little receptionist down here in the hotel on campus, the first day, she said, we don't have any rooms left. And then she said something really profound. She said, we were not prepared for revival. Wow. <laughs> and our hotel, you know. And I thought, boy, how, how true is that? Mm. So I, I think uh, if I were a pastor, for instance, and I long for this, I would also listen and watch, listen to men who've experienced this, read, study, understand the ways of God. But also, I think there there are men among us who uh, God is raising up to help, help give leadership. And so wise is the pastor that gets ready. And, and don't, I, well, what you said, I think, is so critical. This cannot be manipulated. It cannot be. Uh, it cannot be forced. Uh, you know, I, I had a guy make a suggestion to me about something. I thought, no, no. let's just let the Lord organically uh, do this. Let's pray and let's ask for Him to come, and then let's be ready. I'll give you an illustration just practically here. Here's a pastor in a church and he's, and he's in a worship service and all of a sudden the Lord just shows up in the middle of a song, you know, mm-hmm. or what does he, what does he do? Does he, does he just, just go on to the next song just, or does he step to the microphone, have an understanding with his worship leader and pause and say, folks, I, I hope you realize now that the Lord has just walked into this room. Mm. And you help your people understand what that was because they, they sense that too. And then what are we going to do about that? And it may be he opens the altar and 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 uh, the altar floods with people. Maybe that he opens the microphone at times. Uh, to uh, to let the people and and it's very important. I wrote a little article once on shepherding the microphone. <laughs> I think it's a wise thing to just shepherd the microphone, and that's what we do as leaders, you know. But to give freedom to that expression because the body, it's a body. It needs to talk. It needs to breathe, and uh, uh, but also it needs to be shepherded well so understanding those things and you know it's interesting i i i I preached a little message once on the preparatory work of god if you go back and study um there's a beautiful little book by rp jones called rent heavens and he was in the welsh revival and 20 years later when it was being criticized he wrote this book and he said i was there and and described it there are two chapters in there where he talks about what god was doing in the in the 10 years leading up to that revival i went back and studied that that's happened at every great awakening first great awakening second Mm -hmm. 1857 god starts raising up new voices uh the message of repentance and even judgment uh is begins to be more predominant the the role of the holy spirit which is most of the time forgotten there's a desperation that leads to prayer i think this is what we're seeing and what makes me believe uh you know uh jim symbol said to me one time he said you know when when people began praying again that is revival <laughs> because we're not praying right right 
Oh, that is so good. We've got about a minute left. I know you've got to go, and you've been so gracious to give us this time out of your schedule this morning. But I know our listeners are blessed. Man, I am touched. I've got tears in my eyes. This is something we're praying for, and it is something that I pray that it is as great as it is for Asbury. We're all saying, Lord, let it break out here. Come, O Lord, to our community. Come to our church. That can be a prayer that we should be praying, right? I know Absolutely. that uh, I know Jim's book, which uh, he is a man of prayer, and I, I read that years ago. Uh, his uh, th- his experience is the same. That's that's the preparation that we can that we can take before, but then during, we want to respond as pastors, just the way you said. Let's recognize the the spirit of God when He falls when He comes into that room, as you said. Amen. And you don't have to come to Asbury. To get that the same God is in your city. The same God is waiting, knocking at the door of your church saying, let me in. Mm. And if you open the door, I will come in and I will fellowship with you. And, uh, so, uh, learn from Asbury, but lead your people to cry out to God with humility and brokenness and surrender. And just see what God will do. And it's no accident to me also that on the 22nd of this month, the film about the Jesus revolution is coming out, uh, written by a dear friend, John Irwin, who understands this. The next day, February 23rd, is the Collegiate National Day of Prayer, which for a year has been has been planned by my friend Bob Bakke to be produced right from Asbury Center. Isn't College. that something? Wow. Yeah, no no coincidence. No coincidence. Bill, I look forward, if at all possible, to check in with you again in a little while, like in a couple of weeks or earlier, if uh, sure this thing. continues. Thank you for being with me on these segments. Oh, my joy. And uh, may he come yes. in power. I love it. May he come in power for us all. That was Bill Eliff. The pastor at Summit Church, North Little Rock, he was at uh, Asbury just over a week ago now. And again, if you just tuned in, uh, apparently today, going on right now, is the last public uh, meeting that's going to be held at Hughes Hall there at Asbury. And we're going to see what's going to happen now with what has been deemed as the Asbury Revival. We'll find out and we'll keep you informed right here. On Afternoons with Mike, that's all of our time for the day. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time right here on The Shepherd. 